Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And this one's awesome. It's with Michael Obishon. He is the head brewer for Heritage Barbecue and Beer, which is based in Oceanside, California. They'll be open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. I wanted to give us a chance to get to know Michael better, find out his background, find out more about his time at Pizza Port, find out how he connected with Danny and Brenda, and then find out more about the beers they're going to have on tap. And he'll be focusing on clean, drinkable, approachable beers that'll pair well with food, lagers, IPAs, hoppy pilsners, German-style, alts, Kolsch, hazies. The barbecue world essentially is his oyster. So there's lots of cool stuff he'll be doing, collabs, he talks about that. And he's also from the area, he's a hometown boy. So it's it's such a great thing that they're doing. And his wife, AJ, she'll be the general manager there. So you'll be able to see both of them. And I wanted you to get a chance to see him so that way you can introduce yourself when you get there and you'll know a little bit more about him. I'm extremely excited about Heritage Barbecue and Brewery. It's such a smart idea, so ideal. It's a perfect thing for Danny and Brenda to expand the Heritage brand. If you're visiting from out of state, now you have two places to visit for Heritage. So I can't thank Michael enough for taking the time. His time is very limited as they gear up for the grand opening. If you're enjoying these, please subscribe. That way you don't miss out. I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com. Let the end stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint and brewery. Good afternoon. How you doing, Michael? Good, man. I'm doing good. Brewing all this morning, so yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just back at home now, so uh, waiting for the boys. And you have <laughs> four children, right? Yeah, I have four kids, yeah. <laughs> and their names are unique. Are they specific to, like, is there a reason you named them that way, or is it kind of names you always um, want to use? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, AJ, my wife, she's Japanese, and yeah. uh, she wanted to name our first son um, a traditional Japanese name. And uh, I really wasn't too into that. We started going through the names and trying to find something that we decided on. And we decided on Zephyr, starting with a Z. And then I always wanted to name uh, one of my kids Zeppelin. So Zeppelin ended up being the And then we we just kind of kept the Z-boy theme going. And then uh, my third son is Ezekiel, but it's like Ezekiel without the E. So That's awesome. How do you pronounce your daughter's name? Uh, Araya. She's she's not a Z. <laughs> yeah, she's not a Z. Well, it's good because it's but yeah. it's close to like if you went back like after Z, you go to A again, right? I would assume, yeah. and then go back through the alphabet. So that's and AJ too. We'll get to this, but AJ, you guys were working together on the Oceanside project, right? Yeah, she's the GM, and I'm the head brewer. Obviously, you know, totally different roles, but um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, we will be working together. But we worked together at Pizzaport. She was the bar manager there, and I was the head brewer. She was a bartender before she she worked there for i think 13 years and i was there for about for 15 years is that how you met oh. no actually i was in the surf industry before and i actually worked a couple days like three days a week at starbucks and okay. she was in there in starbucks studying yeah i hit her up but i mean that was she was <laughs> she was 19 and i was 25 at that time i'm 45 and she's <laughs> that was a little time ago yes 38 now that was four like kids, the early, early, <laughs> yeah, four kids later. That, that was like the early time of Starbucks too. Yeah. I mean, that was the only craft coffee around back then. How do you pronounce, I just want to make sure that people know, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Abushan. Abushan. Okay. I want to make sure yeah. I pronounce it. And if you say it, then at least when I listen to it, I could do the intro yeah. properly. <laughs> No worries. It's a little bit of a unique name as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so your kids have like double unique names. That's awesome. Oh, my poor kids. I don't think their their names will fit on their license. Like AJ, AJ has a Japanese and American middle name for each one of our kids. I don't even, to be honest, I, it would be hard for me to think their full names. But have you gone yeah. to Japan? 
Yes. I've been to Japan six times. She grew up in Kyoto, um, okay. the you know, one of the more traditional cities. But we just got back. I just went uh, in September of this year and I brewed a beer with uh, Shiga Kogan. It was pretty cool because when I was over there the first time, they had just gotten a brand new Rolex. Uh, in 2015, I was there and we brewed actually the first beer on that system. Wow. Yeah. On that new that Rolex system. So this last time when I was coming out, I was talking to Ego Sato, the owner and head brewer of uh, Shiga Kogan. And uh, he's like, when are you coming out? And he goes, oh man, it's, it's, it's going to work out to where that's going to be the thousandth brew Whoa. on this system. So we ended up calling the IPA one in 1000. That's so, perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, it was the first brew and then the, the thousandth brew. So it's pretty cool. So was that one done? Like, could you have, do you have ones at your house of those i don't have any of one in one thousand he did mail some to me but i, I don't i can't figure out how to track it <laughs> and know, i don't know i've shipped I, some stuff from japan and i'm like i don't even know where it is like it might not it's because i think it gets held in like either their customs or ours forever and it's no man's land so yeah it's in our customs in san diego but i don't know how to get it or whatever and i mean now you know like a three-month-old ipa it would be nice to have it for the bottle but i don't know i mean i'm sure it'll be okay but i don't know how yeah, great it'll be. Be. compared I, to the fresh stuff on top right now yeah, yeah definitely well the, so let's go let's talk about your path just a little bit did you grow up in san diego yeah so i mean i'm from carlsbad okay Went to Buena Vista kindergarten through third grade, Hope Elementary through sixth grade. And then, um, yeah, my parents sent me to private school. After after that, I went to Tri-State Christian and Vista. Carlsbad is really nice. It's a, it's a, it's kind of like a tight-knit community, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Carlsbad is such a cool place to grow up, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm stoked my kids can grow up here too. I mean, it's now, it's you don't know as many people. But yeah, when I was growing up, it was really tight-knit community and you know, everybody kind of knew each other. Now it's uh, a little more expensive to live there too. It's changed. Oh gosh. <laughs> I was looking at places actually a couple of years ago and in that area, covered bad and down. And it was just yeah. like, yeah. Del Mar was ridiculous though. It's just, it's, it's amazing how things have changed. And I, and I remember too, like, Traffic wise, was it wasn't that much. But so then you live in Carlsbad. How far away is Oceanside from you? I mean, I can get to work in six minutes by car. So that's yeah. beautiful. That's... Yeah, just over the lagoon. So yeah, it's wow. it's pretty nice. Uh, oh yeah, that oh yeah, that's that's killer. Now is how did you get connected with Danny? So I actually got connected uh, with Danny through cooking. So I had a catering company for a while, um, Firecraft oh. Catering. Um, it was kind of short lived, but then I ran that with my wife. Yeah, I had a eight hundred offset smoker. Oh, so. Yeah. So I, I was, you know, cooking brisket and, you know, pulled pork stuff, you know, basically just central Texas style barbecue stuff. And, you know, I was kind of self-taught, you know, I was asking Danny, ask Danny some questions online and he was friends with the Harper guys that built my pit. Oh yeah. And, Harper pit. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, went to several of his pop-ups at breweries and, and tried the food and stuff later down the road. Uh, he, he moved to Oceanside and then he came into Carl Pittsburgh Carlsbad a few times, said he's going to open a place and, you know, kind of asked me if I would be interested if he found a place at the brewery, if I would be interested in, you know, being the brewer there. And, uh, I, you know, I said, yeah, I mean, let me know when you get something. <laughs> it would be hard to talk about my career if you don't talk about Pittsburgh. I, <laughs> and I, yeah, I was there is. 15 years and then I've been at Heritage for yeah. <laughs> you know, two or three months. So I was working two jobs for a little while at, at both places when we were in negotiations. I didn't necessarily know if it was going to work out at that time. Of course. And we had something kind of worked out, you know, uh, hourly. 
you know, I was doing consulting and stuff, you know, which I'm stoked that it ended up into being a job. But back then I didn't know what that was going to, what that was going to entail. Were you building surfboards or shaping surfboards when you got the job at Pizza Port? Yeah. So I was shaping for uh, Timmy Patterson at that time. I don't know if you've heard that name, but um, yeah. Yeah. So he's in, he's in San Clemente. Yeah. Really, really talented, uh, shaper and surfboard builder. But yeah, I was, uh, I was shaping for him. Yeah. I don't know. I just, there was a lot of shapers that were shapers like me that were ghost shapers that had their own, you know, small label in that Valley up there in San Clemente. And kind of at that time knew that I wanted to have kids at that time with my wife and started asking them where, you know, they were at financially and how much money they have saved and if they owned a house and stuff. And then, you know, most of them are making about $45,000 a year living in an apartment and, you know, didn't have any retirement, any insurance, all that stuff. Yeah. And that's when I started to kind of think like that I needed to find another career. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I was homebrewing at the time and they they had a opening for a bottle shop employee at Pizza Port. So I wasn't really working that much in the surf industry at that time because it was after Clark foam and it was a little bit hard to source foam and a lot of people were hurting financially so i ended up getting that job at the bottle shop bartending there on the weekends because i still had a lot to learn but i knew a lot about you know belgian beer i had been to the the pizza port belgian beer fest and the strong ale so i knew a lot about beer so i was in there you know just recommending beers and it was a really cool place back then there was over 750 different beers from all over the world you can either take it to go or just crack it right there and drink it with your friends it was kind of a really cool what a like, cool spot yeah, local spot. And, you know, I bar- I was bartending there. Jeff Bagby was the was the head brewer at Pete's Fort Carlsbad at the time. Uh, started just, you know, asking questions, getting yeast from those guys and going in and, you know, doing some some brew days, you know, for free just so I could learn more and yeah. stuff like like Yiga Mirashiro. He was an avid surfer and I was shaping boards for him at the time. We started surfing together, becoming closer. And then he he was going to be the head brewer of Ocean Beach. So I ended up being his assistant in ocean beach that was kind of where i got you know like my my foot in the door so to speak and probably learned a lot so you but you've been so you've been homebrewing or you were homebrewing in 2002 so what's that 21 years ago that's a you've been doing it yeah. for a while yeah yeah and, and i mean also, also when i started at pete's Port, you know there was only like you know there was only like 14 breweries in all of san diego county like you wouldn't have thought that it would have I, at that time i never would have thought that it would have ended up to what it is now it's crazy now Oh yeah, so amazing what what's been how it's changed. It's that's awesome. So yeah, you probably had no idea that it was going to become what it became. Ended up getting the the head brewing position at Pete's Court Carlsbad around uh, 2012. Yeah, Nacho after Jeff Bagby left the beginning of 2012, Nacho had a short stint uh, there as head brewer six to eight months. Then he went to Ocean Beach, and then I took over the Carlsbad location and had that position until the end of September of this, uh, you know, 2022. What is it like being the head brewer? Well, I mean, I chose the right career. I love brewing beer. Like, I mean, absolutely love it. Having the opportunity to, you know, be in control of, you know, your ingredients. Like that's one really, really cool thing about, about, about Pete's Port. I'm sure those are changing as the company gets bigger. But like when I was there, basically, you know, if I wanted to brew an alt, 
like I did today, or if I wanted to brew some crazy double IPA or whatever, like, you know, I could just, I could just do it. You know, there wasn't anybody that I needed to get the okay from or anything like that. And I had a mill there. So I ordered all my own ingredients. Oh, wow. Just ordered all my ingredients and just made the beer and made, made money off the beer. There was a lot of, uh, from the beginning, you know, like trying different new things out. And then, you know, you just kind of dial in your process and, you go to craft brewers conferences and you go to the talks, you talk to people, you, you, you know, you, you collaborate with other brewers that have more experience than you and you just get better, you know? Like how long did it take for you to be confident in what you were doing? Or was it just a process where all of a sudden you felt confident? How does that work? I was just curious. Cause I've never talked to, I've never uh, talked to a brewer. I've talked to winemakers. I've talked to, but I've never talked to a brewer and this is a, it's exciting. Well, I mean, it definitely took me some time to get, you know, confident, you know, yeah. completely confident and thing. I mean, how much time that was, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I've had a, uh, assistance like Evan Jorgensen and Adam Jester. I mean, they almost knew how to do everything within like six months. And then I had, you know, I've had other assistants that they haven't been able to even learn it. And it's, 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 it's like, you just get to a point to where you're like, this guy's never going to get it. Yeah. yeah. So it's it just is there a barrier like with, with science is it like, or with chemistry? Is that something that people sometimes don't get, or is that something you need to have? Yeah. I mean, I, I think all that stuff, if you want to keep the, the consistency of your product, but you know, when you're in a small brewery and you don't necessarily have, you know, that much, you know, you don't have a lab, you don't have, you, you know, that equipment for me, it was all the variables of if you pitch this amount of yeast and you have this amount of grain and you know you have this this gravity and you ferment at this temp and you have this process where you turn it down at this time or you dry hop at this time that you know those were kind of the ways that i would keep you know the flavor profiles consistent just like but i mean it's just like all the systems are different and all those things and you just become familiar with the with that system you know i mean like if me and you both took a recipe down off the internet on how to make chicken parmesan or whatever you know like we would go to the grocery store we'd probably buy different stuff maybe add a little bit of this or whatever and they would taste totally different you know what i mean yeah that's a a great example you know so that's kind of you know that's kind of the way brewing is being consistent is that's a process too with barbecue and with brewing yeah i mean like even like when i was cooking a lot of briskets at a lot of these events you know i would be cooking like 22 briskets at at a time and there'd always be like two ginormous like 22 pound briskets that would like keep you there three to four hours longer than you wanted to be you know you'd just be waiting on these last two two briskets you'd just be like oh these last two i just want to freaking throw them away you know but you had to sit there until they you know until they relaxed and got tender and got to like that sweet spot of where they were done not like a steak where you can cut it in half or butterfly or do something to the no. No. yeah we were just cooking like you know, one or two events per month. We did a couple weddings. We yeah. we cooked at Virgin a few times. Uh, we cooked at Tipping Pine a few times. Oh. So yeah, well, but like twenty two briskets. That's a that's a decent amount cooking at one time. So it is. Yeah, I guess it's not just like you were doing like three for like a little function. Like you were like you were a legitimate caterer. That's that's cool. I didn't know that aspect about you. And yeah. so so now that you've come on board, what can people? expect danny had talked a little bit about but i'm sure things have have adjusted are there going to be how many taps i know that you'll have probably have guest taps kind of we talk about what you guys are going to be offering and i'm sure you're gonna have a lot of fun i'm excited yeah no it's it's exciting i mean it's been a lot of hard work and then obviously the stress of you know having four kids and you know having my 
work a ridiculous amount of hours and me working a ridiculous amount of hours. Uh, it was really hard for me to get that brewery like in a shape. I mean, it's not that old of a brewery. Well, it needed a lot of love to get it to where, you know, I felt comfortable like putting beer in the tanks and stuff like that. How big uh, is it? Uh, it's just a 10 barrel system. Okay. It's a 10 barrel premiere from, from 2015. I mean, it's an easy system to work on. Those systems are easy to work on. There's, there's things that I like and don't like about it. As time goes on and you grow, they could maybe offsite do some different things too. Like it's, who knows how this, because yeah. one thing, one of the notes that I wrote in the, in my questions to you was that this is, this is like the, this is the beginning of something. This is the start of something. And what does that feel like? That's, that's yeah. exciting too, because oh yeah they were, you know, they're not just a barbecue joint. They're a great barbecue joint, but now this is a whole direction. Yeah. I mean, for me to be a part of something that's like special like that, that I mean, they already have a following. They already make great food. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they already have great chefs and like, you know, the people, you know, they really care about putting out a really good product and, and things like that. Like, I mean, that's really freaking cool. Like it's, it's really exciting. And, and, you know, I can bring my expertise in on the beer side. And then maybe if there's, uh, you know, Danny does some other catering things, you know, I could help him out on the road. I have, I still have my, my offset smoker at the moment. It's actually in the parking lot of, of Heritage Ocean Tech right now. <laughs> that sure looks beautiful. Harper, they make awesome pits. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They're awesome dudes too. Are you going to have specific like maybe four beers that are that are like or and rotate how is it going to work i don't know how this works <laughs> i mean i definitely would like to keep you know like mexican lager japanese lager things like that but yeah i mean it's going to be rotating tap i brewed a collaboration alt virtual collaboration alt with uh sebastian uh sour from fright geist uh today so and then on thursday i'm doing italian pills with uh, jake gardner from westbound and down oh, and then that's killer and then on Monday, I'm doing an IPA with uh, Mike Husker from Grains of Wrath in Portland, because uh, you know those guys are going to be down for the for the Virgin Fest. So, you know, I got a lot of really like really uh, talented friends in the industry with having been in the industry as long as I have, and the connections that I made. You know, traveling traveling all over. You know, I traveled all over and tried to get better on mm -hmm. short. Um, you know, I, I spent five times to Germany over the past uh, 10 years. And, uh, you know, I've been at least, you know, five times to Portland. You know, every year we go to the Great American Beer Festival. We go to Colorado. So, you know, been to Colorado, you know, over 20 times, you know, doing collabs and going there for Great American Beer Festival. So made a lot of really good connections over the years yeah. really, that have like those guys like reaching out to me, like wanting to help out because, you know, it's like when you do a collaboration with a brewery like that, it has, you know, like 70,000 followers then we have seventy thousand followers that's cool because that stuff gets posted you know on on the internet and then you see you know both parties mm -hmm. so, can you explain what a collab means like i i know what collaboration means the word but what, what would that be in brewery sense you know you just kind of just talk about you know each other's different techniques and kind of share you know like the way that you approach things you know and then um you know you kind of talk about a recipe and talk about maybe take a little bit from their process and you know, put it into your process and you put a little of your process into their, their program. And then you, you make a beer and you see how it tastes. Now, usually when you're at somebody else's brewery, you're trying all their beers and you're trying the food from their restaurant or whatever, you know, and, you know, usually you're getting treated. So that that's, you know, one of the things that's cool about going to other places and they yeah. come to you kind of like, it's kind of like an unwritten rule that the people that are there really don't do much and kind of, 
you know, kind of just get to get Enjoy to hang those. out. Yeah. So if you did a collaboration with somebody, there'd be like a limited run. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just, you know, usually you just have it on tap for the time. Sometimes I've not made collaborations very often. I think, I think I might've remade them a couple times, but not very often. So then with the Japanese lager, then is it using rice? Yeah. Well, the reason for that is there was a tax on using uh, grain and alcohol. So to avoid the large tax, they started using you know, rice as, you know, form of sugar in their lager to avoid the high taxes. So then it ended up, you know, catching on. That's where that comes from. So is it going to be similar to anything that people might recognize? It is a little different, but I did a Japanese lager at Carlsbad for years called Matsube, but I brewed that beer for like 10 years. So named after a a surf spot in Japan. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. So you always want to have that. And then you also... Yeah, I have a a Hoppy Pills on. Um, It's called my... My cousin Vinny, because uh, Vin, he loves those, so he's he's the uh, district manager. So they really wanted me to make one of those. We'll have one of those on tap too. Are all your names going to be clever puns, like like the awesome beer puns that people do? I mean, I hope I hope they're all clever, but yeah, kind of get it kind of gets hard when you start running out of names. And you know, I used up a lot of my really good names when I was when I was at Pittsburgh, like uh, you know, Raceway Carlsbad Raceway IPA. That was the the first beer that I brewed. You know. Yeah, oh. about 13 years ago. So grew up racing in the Carlsbad Raceway on my dirt bike when I was a kid, all the way up until I was an adult. So, but a lot of this stuff is, you know, a lot of the names at Pete's Porter named after, you know, surf breaks from growing up in Carlsbad, you know, Warm Water, Spotty, Tamarack, Tiramar, like all those beers, you know, were named, you know, like right off the bat, like when I took over. So you'll probably have maybe Oceanside type names eventually. Right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, I lived in Oceanside for a while. So I lived in Oceanside from I was uh, when I was like just just barely turned 18 until I was uh, about like uh, 24. So oh. yeah, I lived uh, off of 109 Myers, which was actually a 45 degree angle from the Top Gun house in the same little flat. Oh, oh yeah, that was Oceanside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's a huge hotel there now, but uh, but yeah, I lived there, and then I lived off of uh, over by uh, Wisconsin Street. So you're um, kind of a hometown boy back. Yeah, I mean, I've only lived here in Oceanside, you know, since I guess forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no, it's so, cool because like, it's 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 like the soul of the area. It's not like someone coming in from like Connecticut or something or from another place. Yeah. This is actually that that region of California. So. Southern California, but like the real Southern part, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. I worked in, I worked in San Clemente for a long time and, you know, did a lot of surfing up there too when I was in the surf industries. Cool spot of California. It's an interesting, like it's just, and it feels different. Like when you go North of Los Angeles and you kind of go to Camarillo grade, like things feel different. And then when you go South, it just, once you get out of Orange County, like the, really the hub of it, it just yeah. feels different. It's so different. <laughs> It used to be, I mean, it used like it's going away from it, but it, I mean, they were really were blue collar towns like mm-hmm. Carlsbad. But now, I mean, when the average home is, you know, 1.3 million in Carlsbad, I don't know how blue collar it is anymore. But. <laughs> That's a very weird definition of blue collar. It's a, it's a sad yeah. definition of blue collar. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, my parents have been in the same house uh, since 1980. So, I mean, I think they bought that house for $90,000. I think it's worth like $1.3 million or something like that. Oh, so crazy. I'll put a link to the interview with Danny below because talk, he talks about all the different meals and different things. Do is I'll put a link below to the um, yeah. social media so that way people yeah. can just follow along and they can see and they'll be announcing when their soft opening is. They'll be announcing when their full opening is and so that way they can kind of 
follow along and then are you going to be doing any sours no i don't i don't foresee me doing i mean i i could down the road but i mean i'll be focused on making you know clean regular approachable beer you know lagers ipa hoppy pilsner um you know some some german styles hefweizen alt kolsch yeah i'm just gonna try and just dial in just making you know really cream clean really really approachable beer to style i'll be doing hazies too so you're right now brewing for a backlog is that kind of how you do it i don't i don't know how this process works because oh yeah i mean right now i have uh as we speak i have 10 beers on tap at the pub that's awesome well so then how many taps are there total there's gonna be 20 total taps and then they're doing like a k-grader where they're gonna do uh pre-mixed cocktails Oh, and I don't know all the all the details of that with it, but um, you know they'll be pre-mixed, they'll put them in there, and then they'll garnish them and serve them. They're trying to like set things up to where you know people won't be waiting for very long once you get to the front of the line. How long you'll wait before that, I I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, depends. Yeah, how yeah how great how crazy things are, right? And then it's also can you see, can you see? No, there's like a glass over to the left that you could kind of uh, peer into the brewery, but I mean directly behind the bar, like where the actual uh, yeah, I'm brewery. Trying to remember. Yeah, it would be a little bit. I mean, you would have to get like the right right angle where the window <laughs> is there, but um, but you can see back in the brewery, yeah, from the restaurant. Yeah, that's cool. And then you'll be able to see AJ. AJ will be in front of the house. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. That'll be it'll be fun. Like that's not that doesn't happen often. Like when I saw that post, I thought, oh, I'm like, oh wait, they have the same last name. Oh, this is oh this is their kids. No, like, yeah. like not that like it's, it was that hard to figure out, but it was nice to know like this is a family affair. And their thing's a family affair. So this is really cool. This is exciting. I'm really happy. And thank you for taking a little bit of time to yeah. share. And uh, hopefully I could edit this to make it cohesive and make sense for people. And they'll, you know, I just wanted people to get a little taste as to what was coming. And is there anything that we missed or anything that you want to tell people about the new location? Just that, you know, we, we want to be a part of the community and, you know, we want to welcome, you know, you know, families and we want for, you know, we genuinely want for people to be stoked, you know, so we want to make a really good product and we want for things to run efficiently to where they can get in and get out and people leave happy and they come back, you know, I mean, that's yeah. the, I mean, why else do this, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's, there's, that, that is the reason, but it's also like, it's such a, it's such a fun concept and it makes all the sense and the, the pairings and different things you could do. Are you guys going to, I don't, this silly like do you guys have like, you do flights and stuff is that what people or is that just kind of like a is that a hokey thing to do or um we're we are gonna do flights i don't know the details of you know how that's gonna work but um i think it's like flights up four and you can just pick whatever you want we'll definitely do flights and then we will definitely like in the past we've worked with you know you know fire department police department military we'll definitely always you know work with those guys too and accommodate them Excellent. And then also too, isn't there somewhere like a motel or like a, a like a hip motel really close? So if you got, come down there, you could stay there and then it'd be a nice. There, there's like a kind of, you know, hipper, newer hotel that's literally like right next to, to Heritage. So I'm sure they're pretty stoked that we're, something's, you know, good's yeah. going in. Yeah, especially with drinking and stuff like, and it's like for a lot of people it'll be a drive. So you do that, you spend the night in there. So it's, just, it's worth the drive and it'd be fun. Like two people can do that. And then maybe on the way back up, heritage and San Juan Capistrano then hit up. I know there's a lot of options so Michael thank you so much good luck with everything and uh yeah, I'm curious to, to see how it is and I'm I'm excited I love beer and so it'll be a great thing 
Yeah, well, cool, man. Well, we look forward to seeing you down there. Yeah, definitely. And I'll, you know, it'd be nice to meet in person, but have, have a great day. Thank you for taking the time, especially with your family and kids and your time is like <laughs> very limited. So have a great day and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. See you. Thanks, Mike. Take care.